Let's do this for the second time, by the way, because the first time I recorded this whole episode, I was back listening to just a little bit of it, because I usually don't even listen, I just record and, and, and post, but I was listening to a little bit, and there was a crazy noise in the background, and what I realized is that the computer was charging, and it made a little mmm, so when you're hearing me, you hear this mmm in the background, it was terrible, so let's do this for the second time. <laughs> Welcome back to the Wellness Farmer Podcast, where... Your health is my focus. So I take what has become too complex and help you by simply focusing on where health is found, and that is inside of you. So how do we empower ourselves to feel our best? With care of our spines, eating nutrient-dense food grown fertile soil without chemicals, adequate movement, and natural internal dialogue. On today's episode, episode 217, I'm going to talk a little bit about that whole natural internal dialogue stuff. I've been reading a book about Mark Man- by Mark Manson, and there's a... And there are some things we know we should be doing, but for some reason, we don't do them. For example, exercise. For some reason, we always make up an excuse not to do it. But why? If we know we need to exercise, we know we need to exercise, why do we make up the excuse to not do it? Well, today I give a reason why we don't do the things that we know we should be doing. Uh, Great stuff. We'll see how this turns out. For the second time. <laughs> Today is actually in September 19th, 2019, and I am Ben Page, your host. And a couple things before we get into the main topic. If you haven't yet, if you listen through iTunes or through Stitcher, I would appreciate it a ton if you would go and rate and review this podcast. I read every one. I know I haven't asked you guys a lot. I mean, I haven't asked for a long time to do this. So if you're new and you haven't done it yet, go and rate and review this podcast in iTunes and Stitcher. Thanks a ton. And don't forget to join my email list if you haven't done that yet. Not only will you never miss an episode of this podcast, you won't miss an episode of my YouTube series where I'm planting a small little planter box garden in my backyard and a, and a little teeny garden in my front yard and the ups and downs of that living in the city trying to plant a little bit of my own food. So don't miss that by signing up. You also get a couple chapters of my book absolutely free. My first book, The Four Pillars of Health, and if you like it, the best way to, to to get your hands on that book is through Amazon or through my webpage, pastorswetofthisfarm.com. Go to the shop or go to amazon.com and purchase it straight through Amazon for yourself, for your loved ones, for anyone that likes to improve what they know about the philosophy of health. It's a great way to start. I'm in the process of writing my second book I'm super stoked about because it's something I really love. It's called, well, I'm planning on calling it Playing in the Dirt, where I'm going to talk about basically how the dirt, how soil helps you become healthy It's or stay healthy in, in many ways. So join my email list if you haven't done that. Um, and if you want to get in contact with me, any the best way to do it is through my email, pastorswetofthisfarm at gmail.com or through Instagram. I'm usually on, those are the two ways I'm going to, I usually check um, almost daily. So Instagram, ben page, ben page DC or my web, my, my email. Uh, if you guys are getting anything out of this podcast or anything I do, so any from all the stuff that I put out there, if you guys are getting anything out of it and you'd like to give some of that back, the best way to do that is through my webpage on the right. 
So pastorsveredesfarm.com on the right. There's a button for Patreon. It goes there. You go there, and there's a little, little video you can watch there. And it's a great way to bring some of that value back if you're getting any value out of this. So if you're getting value out of this and you want to give some of that back, go to patreon.com or pastorsveredesfarm.com, and on the right, click on the Patreon button. And before I get into main content, if you want to work one-on-one with me, uh, that's also my webpage. Set up an appointment. Of course, the first appointment is for free. We'll get to talk, kind of figure out what's gonna, how we, where we can go after we talk, and I get to know you just a little bit better. And then from there, um, it just goes up. So if you want to work one-on-one with me, do that also at my webpage, where the first consultation is, of course, free, so we can get to know each other and find out a great path to help you become who you want to be. Let's get into the main content. All right. First off, a quote. Nature is merciful and does not try her children, men, or beasts beyond their compass. It is only where the cruelty of man intervenes that hellish torments appear. For the rest, live dangerously, take things as they come, dread not, all will be well. By Winston Churchill. That was pretty neat, especially how it's talked out, nature's merciful. Of course nature's merciful. It wants the best for us. It's when we intervene (laughs) that nature... Um, has to kind of fight back, and of course, we'll always lose that war, nature will always win. But at the same time, we're never going to be pushed beyond what we can't handle. I mean, sometimes it feels like we can't handle anymore, but we can. We're never going to get pushed behind that point, unless the cruelty of man intervenes. So, all will be well. All right. When I'm not reading about the earth and how it heals us, I take some time to read other stuff that, that are pretty much totally different. I, mean, I take some time and just read something completely different. Right now I'm reading a book by Mark Manson called Everything is Effed, a book about hope. Kind of a funky uh, title, but overall, so far, a pretty good book. Before I started reading this book, I tried something new because I heard that if you read a nonfiction novel at night to kind of help you wind down. Um, not only does it help in your rest, but it just kind of helps. It's just good to not think about anything and just kind of wind down before we go to sleep. It's a great way to end your day. So, well, I'm going to try that. And I tried it, and it didn't work for me. <laughs> I had a novel on my Kindle that I don't even remember how I got it, but it was just there. I never purchased it, but it was there on my Kindle. And I was like, well, what can I lose? I'll try it. I'm going to try this out. I'll read a little bit of a novel 15 minutes every night, and eventually I'll finish the novel and we'll see what happens. So one night, I started reading this book. Before I get any further, it wasn't actually just a novel. It was, actually, it was a trilogy. So, And I had no idea which one was first or second or third. So, I uh, And I had all three of them on my Kindle. Again, I don't remember how they all got on my Kindle. But I started unknowingly with the second book. And that night, I started reading the book. And, well... I definitely lost something. I mean, I didn't think I would lose anything, but I definitely lost something. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. It wasn't like super, super entertaining. It was entertaining. I liked the book. I liked reading it, and, and it wasn't. It wasn't that I. I couldn't put it down because I. I had to see what was coming in the next page, like like the book uh, that Dan, David Goggins put out. But I just. I wanted to finish it, and at the same time, it was entertaining. It was entertaining. It kept me entertained, but I just wanted to finish it. 
I'm one of those people that like when I finish, when I start something, I like to finish it in most things. So I read on and on. And, and those are long, and those were long books. The trilogy, each book was long. And the last one was probably the longest. And, and I started reading at night and those nights turned into mornings. I would fall asleep for a couple hours, wake up and read about another chapter. And throughout the day, I would continue to read. And what I'm trying to get at is that for two weeks, I lost a lot of time. So I did lose something, a lot of time where I should have been doing other things, but I had to finish these books, which were entertaining, but very long. So I read the f- second one first, then I read the first book, then I finally read the third book, and that ended the trilogy in about two weeks, and these were really long books. So, so after that experience of nonfiction, I decided that the whole wind down the day with a nonfiction book wasn't for me, and I better use my time and differently, and I decided to stick with the fiction books uh, that kind of helped me wind down at night, and that's why I started reading this book by Mark Manson. And it's actually a pretty good book. I like I like it. I mean, I probably read about one third of the book up until now, and I want to talk a little about a little bit of what I read and what I think about it. So, for the last couple of years, I've been reading quite a bit about Stoicism, the philosophy of Stoicism, Stoicism. And of course, I'm way off. I mean, to be able to say that I that I practice well the philosophy, not even close. Actually, I have a lot of work to do. But it's very intriguing the philosophy, and I try to implement it into my life and try to put it into practices, so I can be fine through the hard times. <laughs> but so so I do believe that our control, the one thing that we can control is our, is our action or our reaction to our environment, that being internal or externally, um, that being great or horrible. Um, that's what we control. That's what we really control. Not much other than that, our reaction to uh, our environment. And, and that can give us hope for the better. So we know that at least that we have control of that. that that's, that's hope for things can turn out better. And I'm not done with this book. Like I said, I don't know how it ends. But what I have read to this point is up in the book, uh, it talks about two brains. We have two brains. So one is the thinking brain, and the other is the feeling brain. And we can't just, we can't just think our ways to self-control. We just can't have that, that willpower in, like they say, is that to do things. It, it isn't just saying to ourselves, well, I'm going to do this, and then suddenly we can do that. For some people, it becomes easier. I mean, a lot of it, I think, does with, with practice. And, and that has to do with how we kind of speak to our feeling brain. But but what he says in his book, and like an example, we're not going to just say, hey, tomorrow at 4.30 in the morning, I'm going to wake up and do exercise. And I'm going to start my day off with exercise. I mean, it's, it's not that. And it, if it does happen, it might happen for a couple of days and, and then we're just going to stop. It's not going to be something that's going to last long enough to actually give us the, the help that we're looking for. So he says that the thinking brain, and I will take it straight out of the book, is, the, is, is our conscious thoughts, your ability to make calculations, and your ability to reason through various options and express ideas through language. And he says the feeling brain represents our emotions, impulses, intuition, and instincts. He also goes on to say that the thinking brain is slow and takes a lot of energy to get to a conclusion, and the feeling brain reaches conclusions excuse me, fast, and it doesn't take a lot of energy. But the problem is that the feeling brain might be fast, but many of the conclusions it reaches are wrong or irrational. So all those things I understand. I mean, 
for that reason, we try and use reason to hold our filling brain back until we can think about the situation, not overreact, and many times make the wrong decision if we just let our feeling brain do all the decision making. Or even better, already it'd be better to already know what, how will we react because we have practiced over and over again and we know if we're in a certain situation, certain situation, this is how I'm going to react. I'm not going to overreact. I'm not going to make the wrong decision because we've practiced, we've lived enough where we understand how we're going to react in certain situations. And that would be and that would be one of the reasons why I tried to live the philosophy of Stoism and practice it and practice it and practice it. But what caught my eye was something he said about the two brains. I mean, it's, it's very interesting, and, and I thought it was a good way to explain certain points of why we as humans don't do things that we know we should be doing. I mean, for centuries, since we have had time to actually contemplate these things, the, the things of, of the two brains and in philosophy and all these things, we have always thought that the thinking brain is the one driving and the feeling brain is in the passenger side seat. Or in other words, the thinking brain is really in control of the final decision that we make or not. And sometimes the, we allow that feeling brain to come in and make that quick decision and we let and we lose control. And we let the thinking brain come in and we let the feeling brain come in and, and take control for just a little bit, but overall the thinking brain is in control. And he turns that around using an example of a guy named Elliot, a guy that had a brain tumor, had it surgically relieved, and after that surgery he completely changed. He completely lost how to lost how to feel. I mean nothing mattered to him and it messed up his whole entire life. He and the thing is he passed with flying colors all the mental, physiological and psychological tests. I mean, mentally he was good to go. He he was he was good to go. But he went from being like a big leader in the company to get being fired, a father that enjoyed his wife and kids to to a point of rather watching a marathon of movies instead of watching his son play sports. I mean, he went from one spectrum of success to the other in all aspects of his life because he lost his ability to feel, and and not feel other things physically, but with his hands, but to actually feel emotion. He lost how to feel emotion. So he's using that example, he turns things around and says, the feeling brain is actually in control and the thinking brain is in the driver's seat and the thinking brain can give all the suggestions and plans and ideas it wants, but who makes the final decision at the very end is the feeling brain. And he comes to this, conclu- in, to this conclusion because we are moved to action only by emotion. So emotion is action. Emotion inspires action, and action inspires emotion. So the two are inseparable. So if you want to do something, it has to come through an emotion. The thinking brain is a brain that's in between our head. That's, that's our thinking brain. The feeling brain is the whole body. It's what we feel. It's the emotions we feel. It's the anger we feel. It's the fear we feel. It's the sadness we feel. It's what happens to our bodies when we feel happiness, joy, anxiety. It's what our body feels. It's how we feel when we feel those emotions. That's, that's the feeling brain. So if we understand that the brain that makes the final decision is the feeling brain, we can answer the question so many times asked, why don't I do, put whatever, knowing that I should do it? Why don't, why don't I do whatever, knowing 
that I should do it. Because at the bottom of it all, it isn't the information or the reason or the discipline. It's in the emotion. Because emotion inspires action. And action inspires emotion. So we, example of the exercise, we know we should be exercising three to five times a week. We know we should be eating less sugar. Sugar, we know we should be, we should talk to ourselves in a positive and natural way. Well, why don't we do it? If we know, we should. It isn't because we don't know better, it's because we don't feel better, as he puts it in his book. We don't feel better. So the feeling brain generates action through emotion, and the thinking brain can suggest where to go with that action if done properly. The thinking brain can actually influence the actions of the feeling brain. Influence, but it doesn't make that final decision. But if not done properly, we mistake what feels good to be what really is good. Because we're letting the final decision, with, which is always going to be the, the thinking, the feeling brain, without the input of the feeling brain. So we need them to work hand in hand, and that's not easy. That's not easy at all to have those two brains working together because one only thinks and the other one only feels. So we can get something that only thinks, understand something that only feels, and vice versa. So it talks a little bit about in the book. In so how can we how can we suggest uh, the proper action so we can influence the feeling brain for good? And it's not by laying out all the facts and the reasons. Because the feeling brain doesn't know what that is. It's to actually ask the feeling brain how it feels. And when it lets us know how it feels, then we can analyze and we can we can think and go on and help this this feeling brain to understand through again feelings and it influence it slowly. I mean, he gave the example of exercise and, and it has to be slow and easy. And he said, first, ask how it feels about doing exercise. And then just let it respond with feelings. How do you feel? I mean, maybe it, the feeling brain could respond with laziness or with anxiety or with anger or with fear or with any other emotion. And whatever it responds with, you just need to analyze that emotion. And then you take it to the next step. All right, so we figured this out. Well, let's just try, how do you feel when I put my sneakers on? Again, let your feeling brain answer with the emotion and then talk it over. Not being judgmental until, until you can actually influence your feeling brain to feel itself into action. So this is a process. It's not just one to the next. It takes time. And you have to understand and you have to talk and through that feeling you can suggest certain things and eventually influence your feeling brain to do what is good. Not just what feels good, but what actually is good. What we know is good, but we don't do for some odd reason. And maybe it is because we're letting our feeling brain make all the decisions without our thinking brain influencing the feeling brain the way it should. So in the end, the feeling brain is going to make the ultimate decision. 
It's going to make the ultimate decision of what is good and what is bad, what is desirable and undesirable. And what he says in his book, the most important, and most importantly, the feeling brain is going to decide, decide what we deserve and what we don't deserve. And all the thinking brain can do is suggest and influence the final decision the feeling brain will ultimately make. That's what we can do with our mind. We can suggest and we can influence by listening to the feelings of what the feeling brain will ultimately decide. It's got the last word. So the next time you realize that you're doing something that you know you shouldn't be doing or not doing something you know you should be doing, don't think about it, but actually feel about it. What do you feel by not doing this? What do you feel by doing this? Learn how to feel and understand those emotions and then skillfully suggest to those feelings, to your feeling brain, to those emotions, a better route so you can influence them to make the right action. If you like this episode, remember, don't forget to take a picture on your screen and share it on Instagram, tagging me at BenPageDC, and I will tag you right back. And if you know anybody that will get anything out of this episode, share it with them. Get it out to as many people as you can. You guys are awesome. And if you want more information about what I just talked about, check out Mark Manson's book. I'm not even done with it, so I don't know how it's going to end. But that's what, I've, that's what I learned so far, and it was pretty interesting, so I wanted to share it today. You can get that at Amazon.com. There's going to be a link in my podcast outline. And as always, see you guys next time, and let's live our lives just a little bit better, one episode at a time. <laughs>